0: You're listening to the Emerald Flow Show on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network.
1: Welcome to Episode 17 of the Emerald Flow Show. We're a podcast on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. You can follow us on Twitter at Emerald Flow Show. And you can go to voicesofwrestling.com slash donate to donate if you are so inclined. And you can leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and that would be greatly appreciated. I'm Gerard Detrolio here with Paul Vosch. Paul, how are you doing? Oh,
2: doing fine. It's, we're back a little bit quicker than we normally are. It's, we actually realized that right after we went off the air last week with our episode, where we actually counted up how many N1 shows there would be in between, Uh, basically, if we had recorded next week instead of this week, and we realized we would have had to cover, like, a boatload of all pen shows and six N1 shows, and we're like, that's going to be absolutely miserable. Let's just do, like, weekly until the N1 is over, basically.
1: (laughs) Yeah, basically. I mean, there's a lot coming up, as we'll talk about, uh, and then we've got, like, Peter Pan coming up which we're going to review next week too so it just made a lot of sense to go weekly at least for this month until uh, I think things will probably slow down again in like mid September and stuff like that so we have a lot to get into so let's start with All Japan Uh, on the last episode we only got to the first uh, show of the Royal Road Tournament so we go to Back to, it feels so long ago after all the shows <laughs> I've watched this weekend. It was only five days ago. August 11th at Nagoya International Conference Hall with 417 fans. And the first match of that show was Shotaro Ashino defeating Dan Tamara uh, in 10 minutes and 5 seconds with the ankle lock in the first round of the Royal Road Tournament. I thought this was actually a pretty good match, all things considered. I really, like Tamara and Ashino have really weird chemistry and they always seem to deliver.
2: Yeah, but I will also say, whenever I see Ashino versus Tamara that I'm thinking maybe Dan actually could go up to heavyweight. Because he's not that much smaller than Ashino. Like, they're kind of the same height and a kind of similar build-wise as well. So, wondering maybe, because to me, Dan most of the time is like someone that will stay in the junior division. But in this match, I was thinking maybe there is actually potential for him to move up to heavyweight.
1: Uh, Yeah, I think so. I could see Dan, like, I don't think he'd get very far, but I could see him, like, as half of, like, a world tag team champion, maybe.
2: Yeah. No.
1: But then again,
2: in the junior division, like, he can be champion and everything, and he can be kind of like a power junior with his build and everything.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, look what happened last time someone wanted to move up to heavyweight from the junior division, so.
2: Look, I mean, his trim is going well. He's opening, like, a second location, I think, so, you know?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll see if Iwamoto comes back in a couple of months because he'll be back by January if he's coming back, basically. I mean, he's
2: technically still under contract,
1: so. (laughs) Yes, he is. Uh, So, yeah, so that was a good first little match. We go to number two and what I guess was somewhat of an upset. Takawa Mori defeated Ryuki Honda in 6 minutes and 48 seconds with the Axe Bomber um this was a lot of fun too you know like omori you know he's shown his age and everything but he decides he decided to turn it up here and he worked really well with honda i thought because they're just sort of like two you know larger guys that just hit each other real hard mm-hmm.
2: yeah i remember coming on here last week and being like well i'm sure omori will have no problems pushing putting honda over and then <laughs> he hits the axe bomb and pins him in six minutes uh but yeah aside from that it was a really good match or a really fun match rather uh, just kind of a quick sprint. And yeah, as I said, these two kind of match up really, really well. And Omori can still go when he wants to, or rather if he kind of take, he takes it easy normally so that he can actually turn it up for matches like this. Like when he's actually like given something that he can sink his teeth into.
1: Yeah. And do you think that there was a specific reason that they kept Honda and Nomura apart? I
2: could see maybe, I don't know. It might also be that they just wanted him out of the tournament quickly i i'm not quite sure why to me there isn't really a reason to keep those two apart that's the thing
1: yeah i mean maybe
2: they want to save the match as like a singles match but i don't know still kind of a weird decision like i don't think it really matters like i don't think it matters which of these two would face no more in the next round like, I think either would have either are fine. And I right. think it would have been a nice pickup for Honda to pick a, to pin a former triple crown champion.
1: Well, I mean, he's pinned Omori before. True. And, and he's gotten a few wins. So I don't think it, it's, it, this doesn't hurt Honda by any means. No, name, it, no, I it think? doesn't. It doesn't really matter. No, no, no. Yeah. And then from there, we had a couple of tag matches of voodoo murders, six man that actually had a finish, you know. But it was like Ryo anyway getting pinned by Kono after a running knee. It was whatever. Uh, Jake Lee Yuma Aoyagi and Atsuki Aoyagi defeated Kento Miyahara, Rising Hayato and Oji Shiba in fourteen twenty with Firebird Splash from Atsuki on Hayato. That was a good match. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they had a couple of like uh, six mans with basically the, these sort of teams throughout the tour, and they have always delivered. Then we go to the PWF World junior heavyweight championship tiger mask defeated hokuto omori in 12 minutes and 54 seconds with a reverse double armbar for his third defense of the title this was uh not that good no. it was just it wasn't bad but it was just kind of there the last couple of minutes sort of picked up but like i'm sick of tiger mask
2: yeah no it's like i can't wait for this rain to be over like there was some potential there for some fun matchups obviously because it was like all fresh matchups but like it also doesn't really feel like Tiger Mask gives a shit, to be honest. Like it's just really feels like he's just going through the motions whenever he's on one of these shows.
1: Um yeah, we'll get to someone else I want to talk about. But I you know, he does just look like the eight years have caught up to him too. Yeah. It's possible.
2: Yeah. And I think also he didn't have good chemistry with Omori either. No, like that didn't no. help either. Like I said, I I mean you didn't like the match with Dan. I actually like the match with dance so because i felt for those two had pretty good chemistry but like i definitely have n- enough like it, that wasn't a disaster but i have nothing really good to say about this match like i barely I thought... rem- given how much i watched actually just for the show like i barely even remember anything that happened in this match
1: to be honest no there wasn't much to remember i still think the tiger mass best match in all japan was against sato when he won the title
2: yeah no that that is definitely still the best match yeah i mean well, I mean, we're going to talk about like who challenged afterwards, but I actually think that has the potential to be his actual best match of the run is like, when he loses it.
1: The Yeah, that happened after this match, the challenge, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so well, it was Atsuki Aoyagi, which I think we were all sort of expecting. And um, that's definitely probably happening at Budokan because Tiger Mask is going to Mexico. Yeah. He'll be on a CML, CMLL show this weekend, so he can't be at the... Um, Royal Road tournament finals, so that's do gotta you, be. Do you I, think
2: he's gonna have the title with him in Mexico? I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, uh, I mean, I'll, you know, like Kento's worked for Ultimo, and I don't know in in Mexico, and I don't know what Ultimo and CMLL's relationship is because Ultimo's been in um, AAA this year, so I, I don't, I don't really know. I'm I'm guessing not.
2: Yeah. But I will definitely say though is that I'm happy to be proven wrong. Because again, one thing—it really wasn't my best episode last uh, last week, I guess, for predictions, because I was like, "Oh, this clearly means that Black Tiger and Tiger Mask is going to be the Budokan match," and then it was proven wrong like two days later.
1: <laughs> well, at least you know—I mean, it's good to be wrong in this case, I suppose. Oh no, <laughs> I'm
2: very like—I actually wrote that in the Discord. I'm incredibly happy to be proven wrong here. This is this is exactly what they should be doing, and I'm happy they they're doing the right thing.
1: Yeah. So in before good... Tiger
2: Mask beats. <laughs>
1: but i mean yeah i mean but yeah this tiger mask this is like the just the pure like we need a new japan guy brain booking because you had a whole story if you had yep. kept the mat the title on sato this whole time that would have been one of the longer junior t- junior title reigns in quite some time yeah he's an established name he's been in the company yep. for years yep. and ascii finally beating him but no they wanted to go yep. with yep. uh some fifty-year-old wash-up. I mean, there.
2: I guess Tiger Mask is kind of a name in all Japan history, but again, in terms of all Japan history for Tiger Mask, it's like well known for being a terrible gimmick for Mitsuharu Misawa that he got so sick of that he literally unmasked live on the show. <laughs> so I don't know if that's really the memory or the, if that's really like the 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 history that of the promotion that you want to remember. I mean, it was a big moment, though, so. Yeah,
1: but this <laughs> so Tiger it Bass did. not taking off his mask like that. So.
2: No, I don't think that will happen, and, I, <laughs> and even if he does, I have doubts that it will have the same effect.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then uh, to the Royal Road Tournament, another round one match, Cyrus defeated Shuji Ishikawa in 11 minutes and 30 seconds with the moonsault, which is something I suspected he was going to pull out. You know what? I I like this match. Yeah. It was just the two big guys uh, hitting each other. Now, I, it was got a little wobbly towards the end. Cyrus got gassed. Cyrus had issues getting up for the moonsault <laughs> to the point where he. I think it was Yuma Anzai that he like brought. He he called over and he sort of used him to help him up to the top rope. But the actual moonsault itself actually looked pretty good.
2: Yeah, no, I'm I'm actually positively like I think Cyrus actually fits. It's he just feels like one of those like old school like uh, like American heels, like just a big dude coming into japan to just fuck people up yeah yeah as you said there's there's definitely issues with his cardio Uh, i think that also became apparent in a later match that he had that we're going to review next uh even though that match was shorter i actually thought his cardio issues were even more apparent but that might be because of who he was facing in that match yeah um but I think we were proven right here where we we're saying, okay, Shuji Ishikawa clearly sees this guy as his personal project and he's going to put him over. And that's exactly what he did here. Like, he sold his ass off. Yeah. Like, he bumped way more than he normally does in his matches
1: nowadays. And then they, they uh, shot an angle that they posted on, like, their social media after the match where, like, Cyrus barges into Miyahara's dressing room and basically tells him he's going to kill him.
2: I love that. I I loved it when I saw that happen like that's just really cool like old school kind of style like I think you said it's like it like reminds you of uh of Stan Hansen
1: yeah, uh, doing like, stuff in, like that and it's like yeah, yeah no, it's, that's
2: exactly what this is
1: when Stan Hansen debuted in All Japan seconding like Snuka and Brody in the finals of the 1981 Real World Tag League like if you watch the match most versions of it have like the stuff on the end where they're like just running through the back yelling and he's going like Baba you son of a bitch where are you <laughs> and that kind of thing like and stuff like that so yeah that's what it sort of called back to me
2: yeah no this was, this was really cool so I think they're definitely behind Cyrus and I definitely have a feeling that he, they're going to bring him back uh, whenever he, like, leaves.
1: Yeah, for sure. If, if nothing else, the Booker man has to get his win back.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he can do that in tag league. I'm, like, team him with someone in tag league because I assume that uh, uh, Twin Towers are going to be in there. So
1: Yeah. And then in the main event, uh, New Japan Dojo collision, <laughs> uh, Eugene Nagata defeated Yoshitatsu in 14 minutes and 22 seconds with a backdrop hold. Now this was not a bad match, but it just was there. Man, Nagata's washed, and it's so sad to see.
2: Yeah, I I was also thinking that like because he hasn't really had much to sink his teeth into in New Japan, so I had a, I thought that he was one of those guys that could still go, but just. I don't. Know, the I don't way think this he, has gone, it's.
1: I don't think he's phoning it in. Like he looked exhausted after. This yeah, match.
2: exactly. Like I don't. Like I don't think it's a. It, it's not the same as Tiger Mask, where it's a lack of motivation and he's washed. Like, it. Eugene Nagata is clearly motivated to do well, but it's yeah. just his. bot like, he just he, can't go anymore the way he wants to.
1: He is a consummate professional. He's not going to phone it in like this. No, no,
2: no. It's... I mean, it's Eugene Nagata, like. Motivation is never his issue. Like this yeah. he's a guy that very clearly loves wrestling. He loves being in a ring. He loves like putting on matches. but like his body just doesn't listen to him anymore the way it used to, maybe 20 years ago.
1: Right. Now we'll talk about the next Nagata match, but obviously Yoshitasu is, you know, he's 46 and, you know, no spring chicken either, so that doesn't help, although I mean, no. it's not horrible. Um but yeah, so it was just like there, like a gentleman's three um but you know it just really got me thinking because like everyone you know people are like oh nagata should still be in the g1 yada yeah, yeah, yada 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 but he's definitely fallen five years ago really...
2: yeah now yeah
1: no i would say well i mean i guess you could because he's sort of in the same generation although he's showing his age too i've said but i think kojima might be the third generation still left standing yes in terms yes. of uh who can still go he
2: slowed down a little bit but i mean we're going to talk about his n1 matches later and kojima's n1 matches blow nagata's royal road matches out of the yeah, water like it's not definitely. even close
1: so that was the show on the 11th and we go to the 14th um yoshitatsu and rising hado versus hikaru Sato and dan tamara went to a time limit draw this is where rising hayato debuted the narcissist rising <laughs> hayato gimmick uh he's now got, like, I know, white, like, cargo pants with, like, mm-hmm. black and purple stripes. And he's got his ears pierced, both of them. Yeah. And he's doing, like, a pretty boy gimmick. And he's like, look at me. I'm, like, the best-looking wrestler in the company type thing.
2: So what do you, what are your thoughts on the gimmick?
1: I think it could work. He's really leaning into yeah. it.
2: Yeah. And it also, because I do actually like it. To me, the problem is that there's kind of an upper limit on a gimmick like this, yeah, but it can definitely work um and I think especially I think why it might work is because it doesn't result into him holding back in the ring. If anything, he actually upped his intensity. Yes. I think that's really the reason why like because he's like the chops he's been doing since he got this gimmick are nuts. Like they're so yeah. insanely loud. Like he really he, lays them in.
1: Have you noticed his new lion salt? Oh yeah, the lion salt. Like it it's beautiful is, too. It's yeah, it's beautiful. Like majestic yeah. is the word I would use. Like it is awesome. So like he's obviously. I suspect it that he's going to be like Atsuki's main rival. Yeah, and this is what the gimmick change is setting up.
2: Oh yeah, no, I, I definitely have that feeling. Like because they have amazing chemistry. Like whenever they faced off in matches on this tour, like it's been amazing. Like, the singles match has, like, we gushed about the singles match a couple of weeks back. And, yeah, no, this really feels like it's setting up kind of a generational feud between the two. And, and, yeah. and that's actually actually another thing I think that we'd need to talk about, which was notable for this show specifically, is it wasn't clap crowd. It, it was a proper crowd. <laughs> People yeah. are allowed to make noise. <laughs> right. But like the first like, all Japan Ma- shows in, like,
1: years. <laughs> yeah, since March or February... 2020 2020. um i should say though and i noticed this on the zero one show the crowds are reacting to big stuff but they're not necessarily like screaming or chanting because like they didn't chant for kento
2: yeah exactly that was where i noticed it i i I was so looking forward to the kento chants being back but oh
1: so was i i was like i'm going to cry when i hear those. (laughs) (laughs) you know uh unfortunately it did not happen um but You know, just the fact that they will pop for the big stuff is good enough for me at this point, I think. Yeah, yeah.
2: No, I think maybe they need to kind of retrain. I think it's kind of because it's also still uncertain because it only happens on some shows. And, yeah, I think it's just kind of people are uneasy on what they're actually allowed to do. Like, they know they can make noise, but then they're also not quite sure, can we do it for the whole show? Because I remember, like, I don't know if you heard about that when... Ultimo Dragon did it on a Dragon Gate show where he basically just told people on the house mic that they can't cheer. And then I think someone ratted them out to the municipality and then they had to actually (laughs) announce later that they actually, no, actually, you're not allowed to cheer.
1: (laughs) Oh, God. That's horrible. So
2: maybe people are like a little apprehensive that they might not want to cheer too much because maybe they're afraid it's going to get taken away if they do. I don't know. This is just me just basically just... Well, I mean, theories. didn't
1: New Japan open up their korakuen shows, and people aren't filling out the cheering sections? They're buying tickets to the quiet. And yeah, no I cheer mean, section?
2: the thing is, Japan also is kind of in a bit of a COVID surge as well. So, so right, this might yes. be people being like, "Yes, I know we are allowed to cheer, but we also want to do the right thing." And yeah, I don't know. It's a it like Japan is in a very weird spot for that right now.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's hard to tell like how many people are simply not going to shows because of COVID or how many people are unimpressed with what's going on and I'm not just yeah. talking about all Japan. Uh, you know, because you know, Jay, Dragon Gate Jay on Open the Voice Gate made the point like that you know, the the, the match at the Tokyo Dome, they they put fifty six thousand people in there. Yep. Yeah. And for, from like, the
2: New Japan show today, they're up, like, uh, like, they only drew, like, 12 people more than the Noah show did in Budokan. But, but it's also night. up, like, like 1,300 people overnight one last year. Yeah. So, like, whatever they draw for, like, the next night, like, it's going to, like, be a really big number for all New Japan. Like, it definitely seems like New Japan attendances are recovering, whereas I have to say, right now, all Japan attendances are not trending in the same direction, like, with because, like, for example, with the Nagoya show, like, that one drew, because that one was 417, 417. Yeah. and in April they did 504. So it's, like, nearly 100
1: people less. Yeah. So that's not great. Yeah. I, I mean, this Shinkiba show sold well, though. Yeah. I don't think the bottom has completely gone off, but no. it's gone down a bit.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, did you actually see what Big Japan recently drew in Shinkiba? No. 89
1: fans. Oh, yeah, yeah. They've done that a couple of times. Yeah. It's not good. It's no. not good. Um, and then after that, we had a three-way match. Black Mensa Ray defeating Tajirin Izanagi when he pinned them both at the same time. <laughs> uh, it was just a comedy match and setting up Mensa Ray's challenge for the Gaylord TV title. Yuma Aoyagi and Atsuki Aoyagi defeated Ryuki Honda and Yusuke Kodama in 9 minutes and 56 seconds with a firebird splash from Atsuki on Kodama. This is another, like... Solid match. I, you know, not mm-hmm. much to say about it, but just setting them up. All-Asia tag team title match, Minoru and Toshizo defeated Takao Mori and Ryo Inoue with a Fisherman's Buster um, from Toshizo on Inoue. I don't know. It was fine, I guess.
2: Surprisingly little cheating, actually. Yeah. not that That was really noticeable to me.
1: Well, there's, well. we'll get to the later, but there's even shockingly less today. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know, certainly, you know, if you don't like Voodoo Murders, this was definitely not um, one of the, like, eye-rolling and groan-inducing type matches. It but, like, definitely way,
2: feels like they've been pulling back from the cheating for title matches, at least, because I assume people probably weren't happy about that.
1: <laughs> probably because of the triple crown match. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You know, so, you know, I thought Inoue got more shine here and that was like really to me the main thing, but you don't have to go out of your way and see it. No. Now we had a match that was really an angle, sort of ECW style here. Jake Lee, Suji Ishikawa, and Hokuto Omori defeated Suwama, Taru, and Kono in seven minutes and 34 seconds when Suwama was disqualified and then there's a brawl and then Yuma and Atsuki come out and they get all heated and then it becomes a 10-man tag and then like, Jake Lee, Shuji Yuma, Atsuki and Hokuto Mori go to a no con- or or would defeat Suwama Taru Kano, Minoru and Toshizo in 1 minute and 59 <laughs> seconds when Taru gets disqualified and you know you can imagine what this is but they basically have set the, the those five, Jake, yep. Shuji, Hokuto and Atsuki um they've set themselves up as sort of like the main army, home army against voodoo murders
2: Yep, yeah, that was exactly my thoughts as well like this was clearly like a jake lee face turn to me yeah uh, uh, like same for maury who was already leaning pretty facet anyway uh, but they very clearly like positioned these guys as the guys that are going to be kind of the main baby faces of the company kind of going forward and there was one man noticeable in his absence who uh, well Someone who was the main baby face of the company before this and might not be one for much longer. And that's oh, Jake. right,
1: right, right, right.
2: Uh, not Jake, uh, Kento.
1: <laughs> I, I didn't read too much into it because I think Kento's going to be busy with the Triple Crown.
2: Yeah. Oh, you think he's uh, not going to fight Voodoo Murderers? It's like going to be these guys that are going to try and kick Voodoo Murderers out of the company?
1: Well, here's what I think. I think there's a unit disbandment match on that Corkin show that's after the Budokan. The day after.
2: So it's going to be Total Eclipse versus Wudu Murderers?
1: Well, that team versus the other five. Ah, okay. I wish oh, they'd so bring Shuji. if
2: Wudu Murderers like, l- like, loses, they have to leave all Japan again.
1: Or disband. Because Suwama's is not going to leave.
2: <laughs> yeah. But again, disband, like, it's complicated because they are in multiple promotions.
1: And yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure exactly.
2: Taru owns the copyright.
1: Right, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah Or yeah. Taru has to leave all Japan. Yeah,
2: It's like, basically, like, to get the, the faction has to leave uh, yeah, time, yeah.
1: Uh, that would be a good way to just clean everything up mm-hmm. quickly and make a clean break after the Budokan I don't know it was just a thought that came into it because yeah. like what are they putting on this Cork and Hall show that means anything
2: yeah I and mean, you can probably have Toshizo lose the Gayora title on there as well because he's probably going to lose the all title at the Budokan yeah, yeah. No, that doesn't make a lot of sense
1: and hopefully, I mean, like, I'm sorry, but if Voodoo murders go past Budokan, then, like, that's a big problem. Yeah, that is a very big I'm, issue. I mean, they shouldn't really be here anyway. No. But, like, I said, originally, before all of this went down, well, before Suwama won the Triple Crown, like, okay, if they're, this is like six, four, four, five months, they're out after Budokan, fine. Now, I didn't realize it was going to get this ridiculous, but, uh, you know. Yeah. I mean,
2: like I said, like I've very feeling the Budokan shows very much are gonna be about the history of the promotion, which makes sense that it's because it's the fiftieth anniversary. And voodoo murders are definitely a relatively yeah. large part of the history of the promotion, but yeah, I wouldn't main event I wouldn't build the show around them, let's put it that way. No. Oh, I wouldn't then, have because that's what they're doing. So
1: now is uh, the uh, sort of unglorious decline of total eclipse, was that a missed opportunity to tell a story of their falling apart, like, in a different way? They just kind of faded away.
2: Yeah, but that's kind of what happened. Like, I, this, I agree, but it's also what happens to every stable in all Japan.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that's the problem, right? Yeah, it is. This it is, why it, is think- it is,
2: it is, it is. I mean, it's also, yeah. like, I mean, Koji are basically gone. Like, Koji, yeah. like. Doi won the K title. Like I, I put that in her notes,
1: to, and yeah. I'm like, is that a sign that he's not going to be around for a while?
2: Yeah, that's the feeling I got as well. Because again, he like neither him nor uh, Kumarashi are really involved in this tournament at all. Like they haven't really worked a promotion at all regularly. Mm-hmm. So
1: well, because they're paying the God in Tiger Mask. I instead. guess so. That's what I think, but.
2: I mean, wow. Koji-Doi isn't really someone that like blows my doors off, but I'd probably really rather have him than like
1: the bones of Yuji Nagata. I'd take, take Koji-Doi over Kono.
2: I mean, I'd take him over a lot of voodoo murderous people, with maybe the exception of Suwama and uh, Tanaka.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then so from there, we had another round, first round two match. Of the tournament, Kento Mihara defeated Cyrus in seven minutes and two seconds of the jackknife hold. Again, I thought, you know, Cyrus played his role well. I mean, he just came out of the gate, was doing, like, the Vader hammer blows in the corner and everything like that. You know, Kento kicked out of the uh, Vader bomb, hit the blackout knee, and then the roll-up. Cyrus got gassed here, too, but, I mean, he managed to get some good... Pops out of the crowd for just kicking the shit out of Kento.
2: Yeah, and he got a really good big pop like in a post match as well when he threw the referee out of the ring. Yeah. Like he's definitely, he's over. Uh, but as I said, I, I thought it was actually even more noticeable that he got gassed in this match despite the fact that it was only seven minutes. But that might be because he was up against Kento, who was just, <coughs> is literally the opposite because Kento's just a stamina monster. And yeah, it, I do think Cyrus struggled a little bit at times to keep up with Kento's speed. But whenever he was on offense, yeah, it was really, really good.
1: And then the main event, uh, another round two match. Yuji Nagata defeated Shotaro Ashino in 14 minutes and 21 seconds with a backdrop hold. I sort of expected this result when I saw the brackets. Um, yeah, I actually like this match. I gave it a three and two thirds <laughs> rating. Because I like I can't really give this three and three quarters. But like, Ash- to like bring something good out of Nagata at this point, I thought.
2: Um, yeah, it was fine. But given the outcome of this match, was Nagata correct and not uh, in failing Shotaro Ashino on the New Japan dojo test?
1: Okay, so I wish they didn't run that angle because it just makes <laughs> Ashino look like a geek.
2: Yes, it absolutely does. And then he loses.
1: <laughs> to the 53-year-old?
2: As a champion. 50, yeah. Uh, but to be fair, both tag team champions just... Drop the people over 50.
1: <laughs> Hopefully, uh, Shotara Ashino doesn't start tweeting that he wants to be in the World Tag League this year. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Or starts
2: talking about stuff he wants to do with Tanahashi.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, the show, which I thought, you know, was a pretty easy one. It was mm-hmm. like two hours. The cheering was fun. Yep. And, um, you know. Oh, um, forgot to mention after the All Asia Tag team title match, Hikaru Sato and Dan Tamara came out to challenge. But then out of nowhere, Soma Watanabe and Yu Yazuka of Great came out and also challenged. And so from the sounds of things, Watanabe and Izuka are going to challenge first and in Great. Okay. So I'm sorry, Great fans, but the Voodoo Murders are coming.
2: <laughs> so you mean Liam, because that's like the only one.
1: <laughs> but now to be fair, Minoru Tanaka is a great wrestler.
2: Yeah. And he has worked a promotion before, I think. Yeah, pretty sure he did, yeah. Uh, And, I mean, he's always been kind of a Lidet-associated person anyway. So that makes perfect sense. But, yeah, it is going to be interesting how voodoo murderers, like, do in that promotion.
1: Well, it's kind of interesting also because you got Toshizo, two sort of battle arts um, alumni against sort of like the young shoot style oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. guys
2: because they are from the and it is actually interesting which side of the promotion they're actually going to do this and if this is just going to be like regular or if this is going to be on the i EWF would assume side.
1: probably regular rules um like it's fine like M- minoru can get a win over either of them because he's like a great contracted guy yeah so i don't think that's too big a deal i think it actually could be a really good match if they don't do any bullshit
2: yeah, again, that's the question, though, because it is still going to be the Voodoo Murderer's version of Minoru Tanaka. Yeah. So.
1: Now, I ha- Great's got that show, I think, on the 24th with the tag title tournament in, in Kento versus Tetsuya Izuchi. Uh, I don't know when that's been announced, because then I assume that Dan and Hikaru Sato are getting their title shot at Budokan. Does that make sense?
2: Mm, yeah. Yeah.
1: Now, as much as I said, I think this. I wish the Saitos came in and squashed Voodoo Murders. It also makes sense for Dan and uh, Sato to yeah. take the titles off. of them.
2: But it might also be a case that maybe they just actually have no trust in the Saitos to really do anything.
1: Well, we'll see where their position is yeah. when they get back. I guess. Um, and then so we go to the show today that I just watched on the sixteenth at uh, Horogayo Public Hall. Um, so the opening match actually was kind of fun. It was Suwan Six seconds after the double chop, um, you know, I mean, Inoue took a beating, but he actually got a chance to. Mm-hmm. I thought it was cool and it was a fun little opener for what it was.
2: Yep, yeah, no, definitely fine match. And Inoue shows that he just has a ton of potential. But obviously at this stage, he's not going to be competitive with literally the champion of the promotion.
1: <laughs> yeah. So the second match was Shotaro Ashino and Ryuki Hana in a non-title match defeating Hikaru Sato and Dan Tamar in 9 minutes and 10 seconds when Ashino pinned Tamar after a T-bone suplex. This was pretty good. Here's my issue. This was a 10-minute time limit match. They could have just had a 10-minute draw because you're trying to have Sato and Tamar challenge for titles soon.
2: Right. Here's my uh, issue. The match happened at all. Like it's wrestling. Yeah. You don't have to book this match if you want to have one. If one team are the champions and the other team are challenging for a different set of titles, you just don't book the match.
1: Yeah, exactly. Ideally, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this match was uh, Yoshi Tatsu, and Cyrus defeating Shuji Shikawa, Izanagi, and Renayabe. nine minutes in. And... Cyrus pinned Izanagi after some like facebuster move. It's called what was it even? It's like I'm just reading off the. Result. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was
2: okay, let me see if Puro has it up already.
1: It didn't. Ah, okay. So I just took it off the, the actual website, All Japan uh... website. Yeah. Yeah, who
2: knows? I uh, like I have also thought that was just a waiter bump, but yeah, it might just yeah. be a weird translation error.
1: Anyway, it was fine, but it was just like another like just get Cyrus over type thing. Um and then, then the Gayora TV title match. Uh, Toshizo defeated Black Men's Reign 10 minutes, 10 seconds with a Fisherman's Buster. I mean, this is a perfectly acceptable match. It was Toshizo's first defense. But what I thought was interesting, zero cheating at all. Mm-hmm. At one point, Toshizo takes his weight belt off. Referee Nikon Lee starts the five count, and then he drops it at like three, and then they just wrestle a straight match.
2: Yeah, I was literally sitting there the entire time waiting, okay, so when is the bullshit going to start? And it never <laughs> did. They just, I mean... I don't think it was, like, I still didn't really like the match, because I, to be honest, I don't really, didn't really care, because I don't think Black Man's Array is really, like, a credible challenger for, like, almost any title. Uh, So, I just wasn't really invested into the match at all, but, I mean, it was technically fine
1: match, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was perfectly acceptable. a little slow at the beginning, but the last couple minutes were fine with the near falls. Yeah. And then we move on to uh, Yuma Aoyagi, Atsuki Aoyagi, and Hokuto Omori. That's a very new team in a lot of ways. They defeated Kento Miyahara, rising Hayato and uh, Oji Shiba in 14 minutes and 17 seconds when Atsuki pinned Shiba with the Firebird Splash. This was great. Yep. This was really great. Like, Hayato was in full swing of his new character, you know, just letting everyone know how uh, good-looking he is and had some great uh, exchanges with Atsuki, and so did Shiba, um, I actually thought there was some stuff between, uh, Atsuki and Kento. That was really good too. Sort of went toe to toe with Kento and just like another, like great six man tag match. So if you're going to just watch the tournament shows on this show, I would recommend like watching this as well. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You can skip every, almost every other like non-tournament match, but yeah, I think you should definitely watch this one. This was just a ton of fun. As you said, like higher just kind of showed off all of the like parts of his new character. Uh, what I was really impressed by is, was uh, Shiba because he just really looked like he belonged, basically. Like, he didn't look out of place at all. Mm-hmm. So, if he can stay healthy, then I think he's definitely, like, a guy they should, like, just book regularly as well and just make oh, him definitely. kind of a, like, like a relatively big part of the junior division.
1: Oh, I agree 100% with that. And I should note that Yuma, Atsuki, and Hokuto, they all came out just wearing, like, All Japan logo shirts. Yep. And we're like, hey, look at us. Yeah, especially Hokuto was very wrestlers. insistent on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and he's now, what is it? Um, Wolf Moon of Rebellion? <laughs> instead of the North Wolf? It's the most Japanese
2: thing ever. Like, th- would only be more Japanese if he had written it in, like, German instead of English.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what exactly that, But, uh, yeah, not Total Eclipse anymore. Mm-hmm.
2: No, yeah, no, but- definitely not. Like, he's out of the faction. So, like... Like, I mean, at this point, it's just Jake, right?
1: Yes, yeah. officially. If Kumadoi, like, like, Kumadoi aren't around,
2: then it's just him.
1: Yeah, because they never actually said they'd left. Yeah. Um, but Kodama and Hokuto have, and Tajiri did too. Yeah. Um, and then so we go into the quarterfinals... Takao Omori defeated, or sorry, Naoya Nomura defeated (laughs) Takao Omori. I know, in 10 minutes and 45 seconds with some sort of arm bar. I couldn't get a good look at it because it was a single-cam show. And so uh, Nomura was sort of blocking the camera. But I really liked this. Like, it was simple formula. Like, you know, Nomura comes at him hard at the beginning. And then, you know, Omori hits his arm when they're brawling on the outside on the ring post. Nomura gets the... um, starts to work over the arm. Omori gets some big moves in the last couple of minutes, but then just, like, you know, Omor, or Nomura catches Omori when he's going for an axe bomber, puts him in the arm bar, makes him tap out. I thought it was a lot of fun. Omori worked hard. And Nomura established himself now as, like, you know, more of a threat, like his submission guy now type thing. Yeah.
2: No, it was a perfectly acceptable match. Like, I don't think it was great or anything, but Omori, as you said, like, he worked hard. And Nomura... He's definitely, like, they are willing to push him. Like, I mean, we were kind of suspecting that they might actually have him go all the way to the finals. And I I think I'm definitely still thinking that that's what they're doing. And, yeah, like, I really hope that this means that he is just back as a regular now.
1: Yeah, definitely. We'll see. And then in the main event, Jake Lee defeated Takuya Nomura in 15 minutes and 14 seconds with a D4C. I thought this was kind of disappointing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't bad, but like, first of all, did you notice that Jake was still subtly, subtly working as a heel in this? Yeah, I mean,
2: he's also still wearing the total eclipse tights as well. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. No, it was definitely very weird. Where he did the big angle on the show prior, where like he's like basically a part of like the baby, big baby faces, and then he just still did the same stuff he's been doing for the last couple of months in this match. It was a very odd decision. Uh, I'm also kind of sad that they, that they didn't go to Nomura versus Nomura route. I actually would have loved to see that match, but yes. I think Jake versus Nomura could be like really good too as well.
1: Yeah, but this match like just didn't live up to my expectations. No, no
2: not at all. Like I definitely like, had really high expectations for this. And first
1: half was like whole lot of yeah. nothing. Then they started kicking each other hard, right. but like Jake was like bam, like backdrop D four C. It was over, right?
2: Yeah, I mean maybe these guys just don't really have good chemistry because. Like yeah, well they didn't face each other in the champion carnival. No,
1: but... Nomura definitely yeah. has chemistry with Yuma and Kento. Yeah.
2: So I don't know. Like maybe like him and Jake just don't really match up well. So I could can also just see happen. Jake
1: not wanting to bust his ass because he's probably got two matches on the next show, or no, at least one match. At least on one show, match.
2: Actually. actually, I mean we can talk about that as well now. Kind of well, what yeah, our expectations are. yeah, because we go
1: are. on to August. I'm I'm still mm. going with a Kento Nomura final.
2: Yeah, that's still my expectation as well.
1: I don't think they're, well, remember they they made a whole bit, well, who knows what the booking changes have, they made a whole big deal about, like, Kento versus Jake for the last time. Yes,
2: exactly, and then it just you just immediately bring it back, like, four weeks later.
1: And I think, you know, giving Nomura wins over Jake and Yuma is good, because that can carry that feud going after with Budokan, mm-hmm. or maybe in Budokan, we'll see who they face, right? I'm
2: actually very curious now, because for the longest time, I fought Yuma and Nomura, we're going to do something at the Budokan. Yeah, but now I am not so convinced anymore, given that Yuma is now more in a feud with all the murderers.
1: Well, we'll see. I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have a feeling for that. Okay. Um, if if
2: so- if so, if we're just going basing this off of Nomura's going to the final, right? Does he have a chance to win?
1: No. <laughs> although it would be a great swerve at this point. Yeah. Anything to freshen up all Japan. Yeah. But again, but like, the are they going to
2: a main event their 50th anniversary show with Tsubama versus Snowy Nomura? No. I mean, here's the thing. That yeah. would have been a realistic main event if he had never left. Like, okay, in this but, case, okay, oh, just sure. imagine Nomura never left. Is this a credible main event for the 50th anniversary?
1: If Nomura never left, a credible main event was Nomura finally beating Kento for the Triple Crown.
2: Yes, but we we know that that's not the road they were ever going to go down anyway, because then it would have just done that exact same thing, but with Yuma instead.
1: Yeah, well, it's also possible if No More never left, he'd already won. Who would have won the triple crown at this by this point? Yes. So, like, this isn't a defense of all Japan's booking during the pandemic, but there was definitely a a a period when the pandemic started for quite some time where they where they pulled back, and I think Suwama got that reign longer than he would have mm-hmm. under normal circumstances because they just wanted to see if this thing would end and then return to what they had planned. Yep. So if Nomura hadn't left, while well, the pandemic still happens, and I think they would have s- sort of slowed down their booking. I don't know, but Suwama versus Nomura is perfect. Like, Nomura versus anybody, Nomura main eventing the Budokan would have been very credible if he had never left, basically, yeah. I would, or gotten injured, I guess. Yeah. I think.
2: So um, I, I mean, it is clearly going to be Kento versus uh, suwama but I'm just wondering, like, if they really want to pull a Swerve, that would be like really interesting thing to do. Like, it would be a really big bet on Nomura, but I don't think they're willing to do that. But
1: no. Yeah. And then so on August 20th, we've got Kento Miyahara versus Yuji Nagata and Jake Leaver's Naoya Nomura. It's funny to think that Tiger Mask may end up getting better treated in all Japan than Yuji Nagata.
2: Yeah, because I would assume that Nagata's going to lose here. Yeah. Because if he doesn't, then ooh, that, that that's going to be rough. <laughs> that's bad.
1: Well, I don't understand what this whole, like, these, why have they been so focused on Kento so much? Yeah,
2: exactly. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, the whole feud is built around that.
1: Um also uh, announced is Sushi, Andy Wu and Black Menso Ray versus Hikarosado, Dan Tamar, and Ryo Inoue. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, I I think I've been predicting that for a while now. <laughs> So, no, th- this just seems incredible. Like I said, we're just going to have... Woo- like, that's what I mean. They literally built the entire 50th anniversary show around Voodoo Murderers because they're going to be in all of the title matches.
1: Who in there? Uh, Instead of Taru.
2: Yeah, they could. Oh, okay. Unless Kondo was. is just doing stuff. Yeah. But he isn't really. Like, he lost his title match with Hayata. He wasn't in a title match on the Dragon Gate show, so...
1: Noah's not going to use him either yeah. because he got the N1. Yeah. And they don't have much... At- in september yeah no but i think we are gonna get taru and kono so yeah
2: i mean i don't think they're gonna win at the very least so that's good
1: oh no no because i i'm still relatively bullish on the voodoo murders stopping after budokan
2: yeah i mean did better
1: i would not bet a thousand dollars on that though but i'm relatively confident yeah. maybe i'd put a 100- hundred yeah And now, a word from our sponsor, HelloFresh. Now, what is HelloFresh? With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit savor every last second of summer with hellofresh hellofresh delivers fresh quality produce from the farm to your door in less than a week allowing you to enjoy the delicious flavors of the season right from home heading out for one last vacation update your delivery address and enjoy hellofresh at your vacation destination with just a click plans are flexible so they work with your changing schedule and I know with August I go away visit maybe go visit my parents maybe go to a cottage and something like that so I'm not around for delivery so that sort of flexibility is great at this time of year and you can get back into the fall season because it's going to be busy but weeknights can be made so much easier with foolproof step-by-step recipes ready in about 30 minutes so you can go to HelloFresh.com slash V-O-W-16 and use code V-O-W-16 for 16 free meals across 7 boxes and 3 free gifts. Remember that is HelloFresh.com slash V-O-W-16 and V-O-W-16 is all one word. Now to the N1 victory what are your overall thoughts so far? Um, I would definitely say it's been a good tournament
2: overall so far. Um, There hasn't really been anything that I would call like a match of the year contender yet. Like there have been some really, really good matches, but there's nothing been where I'm like, oh, this is like something that I'm going to put on like my like year end list. But there also hasn't really been anything bad so far. So I think just overall it's been like a really solid tournament and there's still like plenty of time for them to like put on like real bangers because there's matches that have gotten very, very close to that status.
1: Uh, definitely.
2: Now, Paul- not really. It's kind of a thing that hopefully maybe once the N1 is done and like that schedule slows down, I kind of plan to like do some like selective G1 viewing basically. To
1: say is would it have been fair to say that this tournament has a higher floor than the g1
2: i mean i've heard because i haven't like i said i haven't really watched that much but i've heard from people that there have been some dreadful shows for the g1 where there was just nothing to sink your teeth into and it was just boring and we definitely haven't gotten that and i think that's the strength of dn1 because it is a smaller tournament and both blocks like wrestle every night like, I think that really helps the tournament, like, to, like, feel exciting overall.
1: Yes, definitely. Although there's something, choices made that ha- I will tear apart. So yeah. we go to the first show uh, at the Yokohama Budokan on August 11th, drawing 940 fans. Um, what do you think of that number? Because I think you can get, like, 4,000 people in there, technically.
2: Yeah, um I mean, I remember talking earlier in the year about the uh, max bump throw of DDT with Endo versus Ueno, uh, and that drew kind of a similar number, and it, it actually drew a little less than that. So, like, I definitely don't think this is a good number. Uh, as said, like the DDT number was even worse than that, and I think there would have been some other numbers in there that were even worse than that. But it's definitely not. A great number either like i'm kind of neutral on the number right
1: not a disaster but not great. not a
2: disaster but it's also not like i think they actually i think they actually drew like a little bit more than they did on their last show in there so it is it is definitely pointing upwards but it's not massive growth at the moment yeah
1: so i'll skip all of the tag matches on the undercard except for one that i'll we'll get to later so for the first uh and one match in block B Katsuhiko Nakajima defeated Masa Kitamiya in 10 minutes and 36 seconds, with the vertical spike. Um, this was like a condensed version of the matches that they usually have. I mean, it was good, not like great, but like, you know, they kicked the shit out of each other. And basically that's what you want from these two.
2: Yep. No, it was, uh, it was a Nakajima with Kitamiya match. I kind of felt they were playing the hits more or less. And, uh, I mean, but it makes sense to make this the first match to kind of get people into the mood for the N1 and everything, and it, it perfectly served its purpose for that. Uh, but these two have definitely had better matches against these other though.
1: And in A Block, Masato Tanaka defeated Anthony Green in 11 minutes and 21 seconds with the sliding D. This was okay, um, although I think Green would get a little more comfortable later on in some of the other shows.
2: Um, yeah, no, definitely Uh I think green. I've actually, we're going to talk about it later, but I've been really positively surprised by green. I think he's adapted really well to the tournament. But yeah, this was also just okay. But I would definitely put that more on Tanaka because I've had my issues with Tanaka in this tournament. But oh, really? We'll get okay. Into that more later. I'm a
1: little yeah. more positive maybe on Tanaka than you. And some of the other later mm-hmm. matches, we'll see.
2: Man, yeah, yeah, probably yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And then uh, Masakatsu Funaki defeated uh, Kenya Okada in 7 minutes and 49 seconds with a referee stop with the sleeper hold. I mean, it was pretty good for what it was. I thought Okada mm. like, got in some stuff in there. like you know. I mean, it was what it was. It was still Funaki dominating him mostly, though.
2: Yeah, and that's really been the thing that's been happening for most of these Okada matches. Like, it's definitely a formula there where he will just get dominated. But, I mean, we kind of expected that. Yeah.
1: Although there was, another, there was a later uh, Okada match that I thought was actually kind of fun. Um, the next one, uh, Hideki Suzuki in A-block uh, defeated Misaki Mochizuki in 14 minutes and 35 seconds with a double arm suplex. I really like this. I yep, thought it was a same. really great like technical and strike battle, for sure.
2: Yeah, it's actually Mochizuki so far has been kind of been my MVP for the tournament. I actually liked all of the matches that he's had so far. Yeah. Uh and uh like and he matched up really well with Suzuki here. Like I was actually surprised that Suzuki was the guy that was selling for most of the match. because uh, Mochizuki just yeah, just kicked the shit out of him and Suzuki like sold it really well, like his desperation and it really felt like he just barely managed to like like just escape with the victory basically, where he kinda like managed to like catch Mochizuki with the suplex and then got out of there after he got, like, dominated for most of the match. But, yeah, this was, like, to me, this was definitely, like, one of the best matches of the entire tournament so far.
1: Yeah, definitely. It was great. So check that one out. That's a recommendation for sure.
2: Yes, definitely.
1: Um, in the N1 victory block B, Jack Morris defeated Kaito Kiyomiya in 11 minutes and 50 seconds with a Tiger driver. So I... what
2: do you think? Is Kaito ruined for eternity now because of this result?
1: I don't know, th- but I don't... No, like, he's not. I think you could have given Morris the shock upset to someone else.
2: Yes, you defi- you definitely could have done that, but I also don't think that like the legacy of Kaito Kiyomiya isn't going to be defined by him losing on the first night of the N1, like that's, like it's fine. It's okay. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, given some of his subsequent performances, it's, lucky, it's looking less and less. Look, I got to say, I think there's potential there mm-hmm. with Jack Morris.
2: Yes, definitely. I, I've definitely been positively surprised by him. Like he definitely he fits in. And like, it's funny he because he
1: was in. like, uh, he's like in the Scottish Indies, mostly right, like ICW and that. Yeah. And no one really knew who he was, but like he's a pretty good wrestler. Yeah. So no, we'll, yeah, it we'll seems it give... seems
2: that he actually got in through this whole thing where they like opened applications for wrestlers basically.
1: I will say definitely a good eye by yeah. Noah on this one compared to some of the other foreigners they brought over. This no, year.
2: definitely. I mean I mean in this case it is also just like a guy that like no one knew before. Like it was like they actually did some talent scouting rather than just bring in guys that happen to be in WWE at the same time as Hideki Suzuki.
1: Yeah. And then after that, we had in block A, Kenno defeating a to De Dr. Wagner Jr. in 15 minutes and three seconds. The sleeper hold, it was good, but like it just never got into like that next gear, I thought.
2: No, to me, there's like just a really clear kind of ceiling for like what we can expect from like Wagner Jr. singles matches.
1: Well, I would say ones that go this long, too.
2: Yes. He's a 10-minute like guy. This- I think Yeah, there's really only so much you can get out of him. And I think Kano like, did well with what he was given. But, yes, yeah, there it just isn't that much more he could have gotten out of this specific opponent.
1: And I only mention this tag match because of how ridiculous it is. Naomichi Marafuji, Ahio Santo, and Ultimo Dragon defeated uh, the Peros team of Nosawa, Kotaro, Suzuki, and Super Crazy in 9 minutes and 29 seconds when Santo... Who do you think he made submit in this one, Paul? Who do you think would love to do the job to Santo?
2: Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, Super Crazy is a fellow Mexican, right? And I mean, I'm sure Kotaro Suzuki has some uh, reverence for someone like uh, Santo, but no, it obviously was Nosava. Yes. <laughs>
1: never been so happy to tap out for someone i'm sure
2: no yeah, yeah. With a big well smile except on his for face. maybe
1: mil Máscaras would be the only one he well i mean
2: and then afterwards it's probably something that he wants to do even more because they teased a, a harris mask match between ultimo santo and himself and was it super crazy i think, I think it was
1: crazy but i could be wrong yeah. Yeah, I don't know.
2: But again, that's a that's a very he's going to be a very happy man to like shave
1: his head when he loses that match. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So the the vanity stuff Nosawa vanity in the junior division continues. So back to the N1 in B block. Takashi Sugera versus uh sorry, defeated Satoshi Kojima in 16 minutes and 54 seconds via referee stoppage from a front net lock. This was disappointing I thought. Like, you know, they kind of mm-hmm. just went out there and then it was over I don't know
2: yeah I mean given that both men kind of have a claim to be like the best wrestlers like over 50 I definitely expected a bit more from this um and also given like the performance both men have had like in the rest of the tournament like especially with hindsight it is actually kind of a disappointing match for
1: sure because they both would uh improve things later um so yeah I mean not don't worth checking it out. I mean, have they had a match before? They must have, right?
2: Yeah, they actually had, a, I think I actually looked it up, uh, they had a singles match in the Global League a few years back, actually.
1: I have to check that out because I bet you that was good. I don't know.
2: That one was probably better than this one, yeah. yeah. So if you want to watch Segura versus Kojima, uh, watch them when they had a match in the Global League, I think in 2011, I think, was when that happened. Uh, and in the main events? No, it would have oh. been whenever, when was,
1: when did, New Japan have a stake in Noah. Well, this would have been like some time between twenty thirteen and twenty sixteen, or something like that. Yeah, I
2: think it was like twenty thirteen or something like that. Was when that happened. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh god, yeah. And he's also back to being blonde.
1: Yeah, and he's back to being blonde. Uh those tights are ugly. I'm sorry.
2: They're, they're horrific. I don't. I don't think I've seen anyone say anything good about
1: them. Especially given how, like, I thought his last look was pretty cool looking. Yeah. A little brutal like, It's one of the by... things.
2: It's one of the things we actually talked about when we talked about that specific match, where I was like, "No, I actually liked the new look he got based on that. Like, it was actually a pretty good look." And then he just is like, "No, I'm gonna go back to blonde and I'm gonna dress like a circus clown."
1: Yeah, like real, like Harlequin, like energy, like he'd be in. Some, yeah, like... or
2: go to like the carnival in Rio or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, did you see Keno bury it on his YouTube channel?
1: Yes. Like God, just and then Keno's a perfect person to do that too.
2: Yeah, I mean, in a way that actually enhances their feud, but yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, Keno would bury it.
1: <laughs> and then in the main event in Block A, Kazuyuki Fujita defeated Go Shiozaki in 20 minutes and 46 seconds with the powerbomb, and we're on the topic of looks. What do you think of Fujita's new look?
2: <sighs> I actually like this old look better, to be honest.
1: Yeah, he looks like Alexander I don't think it's long-lost bad. brother.
2: Yeah, it's definitely not as bad as the new uh Kaito look, but it I definitely think it's I definitely prefer this previous look. I don't know if Although like, I do like him growing a little bit of facial hair.
1: Sure, but I feel like brighter colors just seem weird on him.
2: Yes. Yeah, no, he's not he's not a guy that like should wear white like, colors. Like he should be like more like a dark colored guy. Yeah, he like. just dresses. It just like... fits better with his gimmick as well. Yeah.
1: As for the match, not bad. They took a little, le- uh, little bit to get going. It was 20 minutes, which, you know, with Fujita is an issue. But, like, they... I thought it got pretty good in the end, and they were kicking the shit out of each other.
3: Yeah.
2: No, definitely. This was, this was a pretty good match. Like, not as good. This was their
1: best it singles was... match, if you ask me.
2: need to think about it, but I would probably agree on it. Uh, I would definitely say it was one of the better matches on the show as well. Like, I don't think it got close to the Suzuki versus Mochizuki match. No but it was better than
1: suger and kojima
2: yes definitely uh like i don't think you need to go out of your way to watch this match but like it's also not a match that you that you should skip if you watch it if that makes sense
1: and so that was the first night and then we go into uh night two at the osaka Edion arena number two 505 fans that's part for the course of what most companies are drawing there these days
2: yeah that's pretty much in line that's just kind of well, a, and it's a decent
1: number plus yeah. they're coming back in september i think third to eddie on number one for the finals so
2: yeah that's that really... that is going to be much more of like an interesting test for the drawing yeah. ability than this one
1: so for the N one in this show block a go shiozaki defeated anthony green with the strong arm larry in nine minutes and 35 seconds this was much better than um green versus tanaka yeah, I thought. No, I like this. I, I like
2: this a lot. And this was like, because I was like, after the Tanaka match, I was like, mm, okay, this Green actually, and I was like, no, actually, once he faced off against like Goshiyazaki, like that was actually a really fun match on this one, yeah.
1: Yeah. I think you liked it a little more than I. Uh, I, we'll get, I actually think Green's best match of the tournament so far comes on the next show. Uh, surprisingly. Yeah, no,
2: I, I agree. But like, after the previous match, I was like, mm, it's right. still at some Hesitations, but after this one, I was like, oh, yeah, no, no he fits. Perfectly.
1: No, I, I think I think after this tour, Green actually will probably fit in quite well to Noah, much better than I might have suspected at the beginning.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: Uh, in Block B, uh, Satoshi Kojima defeated Kenya Okada in 8 minutes and 50 seconds. I like this actually a fair amount for what it was, because Kojima actually let Okada have more than any of the opponents in his other matches <laughs> during this tournament, really.
2: Yeah. No,
1: uh Kojima he is an unselfish yeah. guy.
2: <laughs> yeah, no he is, he is. He 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 gave Okada comparatively he gave him a lot, I think you yeah. need to say. It's not like he like let him have a lot, but he definitely gave him more than his other two opponents have let him have so far. And yeah, and again, like this was quite fun and was definitely also like a positive sign, like coming out of the the previous night was like, okay, maybe Kojima has slowed down and he showed here like no 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 he hasn't. He just Like, just both men just had an off night on that night. And he just was right back to his previous strength on this
1: match. And, Paul, have you been listening to the shows on English commentary? Yes. Have you noticed that they're still calling Kojima the greatest ex in history?
2: (laughs) They've kind of also done that on the Noah socials, I think. Yeah. I think that's just what his name is now. (laughs) I mean, given how many times he has been ex over, like, the last couple of weeks, like, last couple of months, actually... I think it actually makes sense. I mean, it's a weird gimmick, Satoshi X Kojima, uh, yeah. I guess.
1: Someone needs to uh, uh, get a bigger ex than um, than Kojima. I'm sorry. I, like, I love Kojima. He's one of my favorite all time. But, like, he's not the greatest ex in history. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> I laugh every time I hear it. And then uh, to the A block where we start to talk about some of the bullshit. <laughs> uh, you know, Dr. Wagner Jr. defeats Kazuyuki Fujita in 9 minutes and 23 seconds with the Kazadora. So what do you
2: mean this means for the future of Wagner Jr. after this one?
1: Well, I don't know much. (laughs) Because there's always been a thing where guys who even don't like to do jobs in Japanese wrestling will still do jobs to the foreigners because it's a little politically Mm -hmm. different.
2: Well, I'm not even sure if I would call this a job even. Well, no, that's the thing. It was like
1: this... (laughs) Speaking of ripping off New Japan, they basically ripping off like the Will Osprey, The ref is screwing the angle. <laughs> yeah. Um, because, yeah, his shoulders weren't down and it was done in such a way that the ref really probably couldn't see that. Fujita's shoulders were down, you know. And then
2: he literally put up a video calling at a controversial finish.
1: Yeah, which knows that it was, you know, legitimately how it was supposed yeah. to be booked. That's just embarrassing. I'm sorry.
2: No, I mean, it, it, it was an awful finish. Yeah, I did see some people kind of slightly overreact to this result. I mean, what I will say is it doesn't, like, the, the thing is for this, like, it doesn't matter. Like, you shouldn't care this much about a fucking random ass Hijo, uh, the Dr. Wagner Jr. result well, on night 2 of the N1. But I, what I will also say, that also goes for Kazuyuki Fujita. He should also not care this much about this match. He should just fucking do the job and not Have this whole fucking elaborate scenario around it, where he he didn't he he loses the match, but also he doesn't really, like he should just fucking man up. Like he's so fucking insecure. Like that's really the thing that bothers me about him. Like he's so insecure that he can't even do a clean job here. Like fucking grow up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess what I would say though is. It depends on who, like, if Fujita puts anyone else over in this tournament, it will probably affect my feelings looking back at this result. I will be more forgiving if he puts someone else over later on in this tournament, I guess. Did that make sense? Actually, you know, you
2: know what? Actually, that's worse to me. Really? Yes, because if he just always has this kind of bullshit finishes now, at the very least, it's consistent, whereas you had to do this bullshit finish here, why like it's just dr regner jr it doesn't matter if you put him over clean it's not gonna affect your status at all i just guess do it yeah like just do it like that. that's really my main takeaway is like why don't you just get fucking pinned clean? like because okay worst case now you get pinned on a roll-up like it's still a banana peel finish but then on top of that you also have the bullshit where you are where your fucking arm is up and like Really far up, like it was almost sticking fucking 90 degrees up, and then you have to have like the YouTube channel put up a video calling it a controversial result. Like it's just so unnecessary.
1: Yeah, I would have even taken the old getting pinned when you're putting a sleeper on a guy because he like shifts his legs.
2: Yeah, there's just so much unnecessary yeah. effort that went into this entire scenario.
1: Yeah. So let's go to something more uh, uplifting. Block A, Keno defeated Misaki Mochizuki in 1332 with the Dragon Suplex hold. I thought this was great.
2: Yeah, no, this was really good. This is probably my second or third best match of the tournament so far. Uh, this was just two guys just going balls to the wall. And I love the finishing sequence as well, where they just both kept reversing, like, the dragon uh, suplex hold, basically, yeah. until Kenno just managed to get it and just pin him off of it. Yeah. Like, it just felt a match between two equals.
1: Definitely. I'd put this maybe three, I think, uh, so far, of uh, the show, the tournament. Yeah. Mochizuki doing a lot of jobs. I'm sure I'll get some wins on the back end, but that's interesting.
2: No, it is definitely like a, maybe he is getting towards the end of his Noah run because he is like, it is also interesting that he is actually dropping quite a bit because he's a champion in Dragon Gate. Right. He's the Triangle Gate champion with a son.
1: Right. So yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting but, to see who does get one over. I mean, he's done a lot of jobs in, in, um, in Noah, if you really think about it, although he did get his, like, his, like token like national title run for like what was it like a month if even that yeah
2: yeah yeah. it was just it was a zero defense type Reign as well i'm pretty sure yeah no but uh like i said he's definitely been my mvp so far because i just really liked all of the matches he's had so far
1: then we go to block b masa kirimiya defeats kaito kiyomiya in 18 minutes and 54 seconds with the prison hold Paul, this was my favorite match of the tournament so far.
2: Same. <laughs> I was yeah. just about to say the exact same thing. It was great. Like, this was really just... good, yeah. I've been really positively impressed by Kitamiya because he can always be a little bit inconsistent. Yes. But so far, he's just been firing on all cylinders. He
1: has been great this tournament, too, really. And it's credit, you know. Um, like. But Kaito was great here as well. Like He just sold his assets oh, of for Kitamiya. Oh, of course. That was an important part. Like I know there are people that really like Kitamiya, and I'm like, I think he's slotted pretty fairly like occasional yeah. title challenger like one w- wins the tag title often but uh you know i mean if he's going to continue to perform at the level that he has been so far in this tournament i guess i actually wouldn't be against more of a push or anything like this is just great and yeah no,
2: i i think i think he might be in line for a title shot pretty soon yeah uh and there's a very specific not the jhc title but i think he's I think, he's winning a, I think he's winning the national title.
1: Yes, that's what I was thinking too. And he'd be an ideal national title champion.
2: Yeah, because that belt needs some revival after the weird, really weird <laughs> Funaki reign.
1: Yes, very weird. Um, and then we go to block A. Hideki Suzuki defeats Masato Tanaka in 15 minutes and 24 seconds with the royal stretch. I really like this too. I know you had your uh, Tanaka issues, but I thought Hideki reigned in his worst um, tendencies and sort of like yeah. actually had them build a proper match with all of this. Yeah.
2: yeah, to me, I mean, for me, the issue was basically it's not – to me, it's not really believable that Tanaka can go toe-to-toe with Hideki Suzuki on the mat. <laughs> like, sorry. I love Tanaka. Tanaka is really – Tanaka is – Good, like the things Tanaka is good at, he's really good at, but he's a brawler, he's not a technician. Yeah. Like, it, it's, to me, it's just not believable that he can, like, go toe to toe with one of the best technical wrestlers on the entire planet. Like, that was really <laughs> my main issue with this entire match, where, like, if Tanaka had just tried to, like, brawl with, like, try to, like, throw Suzuki off his game by, like, trying to brawl with him, but instead he, like, tried to have a technical match with him, which to me, like, that just doesn't really work.
1: Uh, honestly, that I think that's like the big difference about our levels of enjoyment on this because that just simply didn't like come into my head when I was watching this, mm-hmm. and I, I I think that's some of the reason why I enjoyed it more. But like you would still say that it was a good match.
2: It it was it was not a bad match. It was still overall a good match. I just had a hard time believing uh, buying into certain parts of the match. Basically,
1: are you looking forward to the Masato Tanaka Timothy Thatcher match when uh, he returns?
2: <laughs> I mean, again, it de- actually, in this case, it, act- it again actually, depends on Thatcher what they're could do. Actually, Thatcher could work well with him because Thatcher's exactly. in WWE. Because is also a really good brawler. Yeah. Like, even prior to WWE, Thatcher was a really good brawler. So if they have a brawling match, I think that could be really good. Because Thatcher's an excellent technical recipe, but he's a really underrated brawler. Yes. So if they have a technical match, then I'm probably going to feel the same about that match as I feel about this match. But if they have more of a brawling match, then I think I'm actually going to love that match. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Let me go to the main event. Masakatsu Funaki defeated Katsuhiku Nakajima in 22 minutes and 26 seconds with the hybrid blaster, which is like a, a tombstone pile driver type thing. Um, this went way too long <laughs> for starters.
2: Is this but... the longest Funaki match he's had? And like, I'm thinking if this is the longest <laughs> match he's had in Noah, but it's definitely been the longest match. He's had in a long time.
1: Okay, so the bad. This went t- way too long. The good. They were they were kicking their shit the shit out of each other at points. And Funaki gave Nakajima a lot more so than he gives to most of the other wrestlers on the roster. Yeah, definitely. But uh, it just went way too long. Like,
2: he, it definitely went way way too long. But it's definitely he uh, he he gave some respect to his stablemate. Let's put it that way.
1: Yeah, basically, that was it. So. I don't know if I would have made that the main event, but whatever.
2: No, no. It was also definitely very weird that this was, like, the order of the... But then again, this was kind of a weird show for that. Because I mean, if you just look at the card, there is really no, like, obvious main
1: event. I think you could have done Kaito and Kit- and Kidomiya in the main event. Could
2: have done that. Or you could have done Keno versus Mochizuki. Yeah. But I'm not saying that it's like a slam dunk that either of those should have main evented over this right. one. Fair enough, yeah. Because it is still a champion and like the last year's winner, so I get why they put this one in the main event slot.
1: Um, we go to night three, and I think night three might have been the best overall, top to bottom. Mm, I,
2: mm, I probably would say I prefer night two.
1: Okay. Um, because I have a... my issues with Oh, I have some issues with, this with show specific
2: too. things in the main event especially. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well,
1: we'll have to dis- well it'll well, be interesting discussion. So we begin though with uh, in block B action Takashi Sugera defeated Kenya Okada with the Olympic slam. Good, but you know Sugera basically smothered Okada and made him look like a yeah. uh, young boy.
2: It was kind of the opposite of the of the Kojima match, but I mean yeah. it was still really enjoyable. Like the stuff that Sugera actually did in the match was really really good. But yeah, he gave Okada like absolutely nothing.
1: Uh, next match, Block A. Anthony Green finally gets on the board with two points because he defeated Heo De Dr. Wagner Jr. with a Casadora cutback. Looked a little bit sloppy, but I thought the rest of the match was really good. I think Green's style meshed well with Wagner's like obviously lucha influenced style.
2: Yep. Yeah, no, this was definitely a positive surprise for me because I was like when I was looking at the kind of match and I was like kind of had this pegged in as like one of the potentially weaker matches of the Oval Tournament, but it definitely over-delivered. Uh, uh, yeah, as I said, like, Green matched up really well with Wagner here, and I think that really, really helped the match kind of exceed expectations. And I wouldn't say it was a great match, but it was definitely, like, really good, and it was still overall an enjoyable uh, bout.
1: Next match block B, Amasa defeated Masakatsu Funaki in 9 minutes and 3 seconds with a Saito suplex. I like this. I like the grappling at the beginning. There was some hard-hitting stuff. And I know this might sound like I'm being contradicting myself, but this Funaki match went a little too short. <laughs> you could have added like two more minutes to this, and I think it would have been really good.
2: I would actually say this is kind of the perfect Funaki match length, to be honest. Like, you're just nine minutes in and out. Like, you do all of the stuff that is re- that Funaki is really good at. Like, you just have, like, really hard-hitting action, and it's like it basically can get out of there before like Funaki runs out of gas slash ideas. So to me, this was kind of like the ideal kind of Funaki match. And like I said, I think we're going to see this match again relatively soon. Well, let me put it uh, this
1: way. If they do a rematch, it can't go any longer than 12 minutes.
2: (laughs) No, no, no. That's exactly what I'm like. I think I actually think that maybe those additional minutes that you wanted in this match, you're going to get that in the title match. Right,
1: yeah. But if they do something... they might want to
2: save that for, for that match.
1: For sure. And then after that, uh, yeah. So we go to B Block. Satoshi Kojima defeats Jack Morris in 12 minutes and 48 seconds with the Western Lariat. I thought this was pretty darn good. Yep. Kojima was willing to sell for Morris. Kojima put Morris over on Twitter after the match. You know, Morris looked good. Morris sold amazingly for Kojima. Like, just, like, bumping for all of his moves. Taking one of those, like, sort of flipping around on the Western Lariat at the end. So, yeah, this was a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, Morris definitely seems like a guy that has been watching his Japan tapes. Yeah. So I, I would assume that he was actually really happy to be in there with Kojima. If you're
1: actively seeking out to go to Noah, you've yeah. been watching Japanese tapes.
2: Yeah, yeah. and if, if you've done that, then you very likely have a really great appreciation for Satoshi Kojima. Because yeah. Yeah, it definitely seems like Jack Morris has good taste in wrestling. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, like this really, again, was another like positive uh, uh, surprise as well. Yeah, this really cemented it to me that Jack Morris actually belongs. Like he can hang, he he really like like he really acclimatized like incredibly well to Noah. And yeah, as I said, like he sold his ass off, and Kojima also did like a really good job at still putting him over despite the fact that he won the
1: match. Paul, would you say that Jack Morris is sublime every time?
2: I mean, it's his tagline, so it definitely seems like it's one of those wrestling taglines that is accurate at least so far.
1: Yeah. And then we go to block A, Go Shiozaki defeats Masaki Mochizuki in 14 minutes and 22 seconds with the limit break. Another pretty darn good match. I think there were some people higher than me uh, on this, although I don't know. I, I thought it would took a little bit of time to get going, but once he started getting into the arm work and everything and Shiozaki having to fight back despite the fact that he couldn't really use the lariat, I thought that did end up telling a pretty good story.
3: Yeah,
2: uh, it was prob- like I said, like all Mochizuki matches have been really good. This was probably the weakest of the three, but it yeah. was still a really darn good match. Yeah. For uh, sure. So, uh, yeah, that's why Mochizuki is easily my, uh, my MVP for the tournament so far. Uh, Go, as well, though, has been doing pretty well as well in his matches. So, like, to me, it was like, yeah, very easily. It's like, yeah, two of the best people in the tournament facing off against each other and just doing a really solid job. And, yeah. No, well, I don't really have any real complaints for the It would shock me if the, the Go
1: arm thing becomes a story throughout the tournament.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's really been the Go story for a long while now, where, like, yeah. it's just, he just sells the arm because it's kind of one of his, like, it's basically Much his like Tanahashi's
1: weapon. knees in August, it's time yeah. to... uh Pretend my arm's about to fall off.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's like, oh, what? Oh, it's it's the N one. Oh no, my arm kind of hurts. <laughs> it's basically goshi, But look, I mean, that's the smart thing. Like, at especially at Shiozaki's age, like emulating Tanahashi, I think is like the exact thing you should do at that at the age that Shiozaki is
1: at now. Yes, definitely. Because that just
2: prolongs your career by that much more.
1: Exactly. And unlike, like, you know, it's funny because. Tanahashi looks like he's in more pain than a lot of other guys his age, but <laughs> yeah. because of his IQ, he's better than them.
2: Yeah, right.
1: And I think Go can be that kind of guy too.
2: Yeah, no, because yeah, Go really has put everything together. Like I mean, we've talked about it before, like for a long time. Go Shiozaki was just like seemed like one of the guy with the most like wasted potential, but now he's just like really showing like why he was considered to be a guy that could be an all time great early on in his career.
1: Well, it's funny because I asked in the discord and I said, who does Jake Lee remind you of in regards of like, he's got a look, he's a tall, handsome guy. He's a great worker, but he can't put it all together. And there were some varying answers, but I thought go was a good comp in some yeah. ways, although there was some stuff out of Go's control too, that also screwed him over. I'm just,
2: I mean, I keep forgetting that Drake is still only like 33. Yeah, but did I mean to be fair? That was at a time where social media wasn't as big yet, so Go didn't really have the opportunity to like. Oh, maybe himself Go would have been on Twitter himself, and being yeah. like,
1: oh, "I want to face uh, who would have been champion at the point." Yeah, so would have been Tanahashi. Tanahashi. I want to face Tanahashi. Still would have been Tanahashi. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um. But hey, I mean. Go actually did get an uh, a IWGP title match. So, That's true.
1: Go did, like, like, had some big Tokyo Dome matches.
2: Yeah, and, like, and he he also had a match with uh, Togi Makabe for yeah. the IWGP title. So, like, he actually got into New Japan. He actually got a title match in New Japan. I don't think he's been in Jake in is going to be... Has he not? Hmm? He's been in the G1. Yeah, Was he's he also been in G1. Yeah, he's been in the G1. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. been in G1 as well. So, yeah, no, yeah. I mean... Go actually is doing the things that Jake wants to do. I don't <laughs> think Drake actually will be in the one or no. get an get an w three World Title match either.
1: No. Uh, well, if New Japan business crashes, uh, you never seen. Yeah, anyone. I mean, if
2: exactly if that
1: actually because happens, then they'll then... go back to working with everyone more yeah. fairly. Yeah. And not like smothering them. Yeah, true. That but was the, the only of, way they yeah. could get out of that.
2: Yeah, um, <laughs> it's it's there's going to be issues for New Japan if they actually put Jake Lee. <laughs> in, an,
1: in a dream one let's put it that way <laughs> and then we go to b block Kaido kiyomiya defeats katsuhiko nakajima in 17 minutes and 45 seconds with the figure four leg lock um now i'm sure you'll talk about issues you have with the main event i thought this was pretty underwhelming for the talent involved and i don't know if it's some visceral reaction but i was not into Kaido doing the mudo spots i don't know it was just like oh here it goes hmm. eh. figure four leg lock okay it's over very disappointing for the from the match from these two I thought
2: yeah absolutely especially given the bangers that these two have had against each other like this was definitely one of my most anticipated matches of the entire tournament and it was just it was just okay I don't think it was bad but it was just also like it didn't really walk away afterwards being like oh this was really good like I was just like out of all of the matches that these two have had against each other, this was one of them. Like, there was also just this weird lack of intensity for everything too. Like, yeah. for the finish as well, like, I think Kaito really needs to just stop. Like, actually, you know what actually was my biggest gripe of the match and it actually kind of ruined the entire match for me? It was the spot where, uh, when Nakajima choked out Kaito and then he just let go for like, no reason. Like, they were like, because that spot was so weird because there were so many times where it was like, okay, the ref just kind of has to call the match because Kaito has been, like, unresponsive and, like, unconscious for what feels like 30 seconds already, and the ref is still just, just like, ah, oh, maybe, maybe he's coming back now. Uh oh, no, he's, his arm is still dropping. And then Nakajima just lets the choke go, and then Kaito rolls out of the ring. And I was like, that's just shit. I just didn't get that spot at all like it made no sense at all and it just completely took me out of the flow of the match like I don't think it was I don't think it was like on a trajectory to be a great match before that either but then afterwards I was just like just kept thinking back to that spot and it just really bothered me.
1: And what do you think of the Mudo stuff?
2: The Mudo stuff? Pff, it yeah. feels too forced. It, it definitely feels too forced like and it's still like I don't think he's still really good at like doing the figure four. And he really needs to stop just banging the mat when he's in the, when he's applying the figure four because he just does it way too much. Yeah.
1: So this was to me. I mean, it wasn't a bad match, but definitely the biggest disappointment of yes. the tournament so far. Yes, very
2: easily the biggest disappointment of the entire tournament. Like, it, if one of the other like highly anticipated matches like really shits the bed, I'm gonna be like, say it's worse than this. But otherwise, in terms of matches. I was previously highly anticipating it's definitely been it definitely was the worst one.
1: Yeah. Um, And then in the main event for block A, Masato Tanaka defeated Keno in 19 minutes and one seconds with a sliding D. Uh, Sounds like we're going to have some disagreements. (laughs) I love this. It's just ridiculous. And I liked it. Like I wrote in my notes, like, is there too much no selling in this? But them just kicking the crap out of each other was hilarious and awesome, I thought.
2: I don't know, I've, I thought that was just okay. And my thing for this one where, where I really hated about this match was the finish. I thought the finish was awful. I thought the finish because Keno mit misses his double foot stump from the top rope, right? Mm-hmm. And then he just stands there and just looks at Tanaka while Tanaka slowly gets up and then hits the sliding like hits the sliding D on Keno's leg to take him down and then hit the sliding D on him for the finish. But to me, that was just, like, Ke- like Keno just looked like such a goober because he just misses the double stomp, and he just stands there, and he just stares at Tanaka. And I'm not even blaming him for it. I'm blaming Tanaka for it because Tanaka just took such a long time to get up instead of just, I don't know, lunging for his knee right away to, like, get him down. Like, he just made Keno look bad with that finish. Yeah. Like, it just well. didn't be, like, did like, stuff before it was fine, like, it it was kind of ridiculous. It was just kind of like, yeah, these two kind of just going toe to toe, but just the finish just kind of really ruined it for me.
1: I don't know. I didn't mind it. I guess um, I thought the you know signing D's leg and then the regular signing D was kind of cool, but I could see, but I can see why someone would be a little lower on this match than me, definitely. Uh, but Paul is Masato Tanaka now the real world champion? Uh,
2: because he beat Keno?
1: Yes. He's also the zero one one world champion, and Keno is the GAC champion.
2: Yeah, true. So you need to have a unification match now, I guess. Well,
1: yeah. Which will go to a 60-minute draw. Now, <laughs> yeah. that might be a bit much for the... Now, Keno can go 60 minutes, but Tanaka...
2: Tanaka, at know. this point, definitely cannot, no. Yeah. You would need to You would need to do some major, uh, like, bells and whistles to have Tanaka go 60 minutes. Yeah, that was maybe one of the other issues that I had with this match as well, that, it, like, I felt it went a little bit long. You could probably have shaved off, like four minutes off of it and i probably would have like a different finish and like maybe four minutes less and i probably would have liked this match a lot more than i actually did
1: okay so that is the uh after three nights um there will be a show tomorrow or by the time you're listening to this that would have already happened but just to go over the points in
2: the need need for the editing
1: (laughs) and for uh block a uh keno Four points. Hideki Suzuki, four points. Masato Tanaka, four points. Go Shiozaki, four points. Kazuki Fujita, two points. A hero to Dr. Wagner Jr., two points. Anthony Green, two points. And Masaki Mochizuki, zero. Block B Masakazu Funaki, four. Takashi Sugera, four. Masakidemia four. Satoshi Kojima, four. Katsuhiko Nakajima, two. Jack Morris, two. Kaito Kiyomiya, two. And Kenya Okada, zero. Now, certainly everyone in, in Okada still being zero is not surprising but I guess Mochizuki being the other zero is a little bit
2: yeah definitely are these like standings right now do they change your mind at all about who you think is going to the finals
1: no because yeah no everything is still set up in in sort of things that way you're going to have a lot of people like Keno's going to be in the mix till the end yeah obviously so is Fujita um, who else in this block might be? Keno. Well, Hideki might, given how many jobs he will probably yeah. end up doing in this tournament. And then Go, I suspect, will win. Yeah. And then in block B, I got Funaki, who will be there till the end. sugira probably till the end. Kojima, I think, is winning. And Nakajima, yeah. I'm not sure if Nakajima will be there until the end, though. I could actually I see th- him do
2: a bit of a... I mean, the thing is, are they going to do comeback stories with both Kaito and Nakajima?
1: Kaito, yes. Nakajima. Yeah, Yeah, no, No.
2: because the block is very clearly coming down to, because Kojima and Kaito have a match on the final night. Like, that's clearly what this block is coming down to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what I was thinking maybe where Nakajima might also do like a little bit of a comeback story is because with Kenya being at zero points, I think if he gets any points, it's by beating Nakajima on the final night to eliminate him.
1: That makes sense. Yep.
2: But if Nakajima is not in the mix, then I think Kenya will just get zero points.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah, I I would agree with that. So that is the N1 victory. And we'll do a real quick DDT Wrestle Peter Pan 2022 uh, preview because we will review that show next week. I have to admit, I have not been totally been keeping on top of DDT. I haven't watched the last Cork and Hall show.
2: Yeah, same. So, I mean, um, we, we, so we're just going to give our thoughts kind of on so, the match as we see them. And we're probably not going to get all of the storyline beats. So
1: just no. that people are aware of that. So, uh, first match, Yusuke Okada, Yuya Koroku, and Illusion versus Toiko Jima, Yuki Ishida, and Takashi Masada. Uh, Masada, I heard, debut and looks really good. I haven't seen him yet.
2: But hey, it's um, look who's back in the opener.
1: <laughs> I know. We'll talk about another uh, Okada snub in a second. Actually, fun uh,
2: fact, uh, or not fun fact, but actually maybe scenario. If Okada hadn't left, do you think he would have been in a Royal Road tournament this year? Yes. Would he have been eliminated in the first round, though? That's possibly. The question. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, think, I think actually at this point, he probably would have been in a better position in all Japan than he is now in DDT, but it, I still don't think he actually still probably would be junior in a good position.
1: Champion. Yeah. Uh, three-way. Such a weird main... career. He's so talented. <laughs> yes, it's such I a waste. <laughs> uh, yes, I know. Can't even get a break. And his guy is like, has a like if if Akiyama told Senshiro Takagi, Takagi, you need to push Yusuke Okada more. I would assume yeah. it would happen. Right? Yeah. Um. So a three-way match. Uh. Pheromones, Yuki Sexyino, Dan Shoko, Dandy Dino, and Koju Shining Ball Takeda. Versus Yuji Hino, Yukio Naya, and Super Sadango Machine versus Toro Uwashi, Kazuki Harada, and Antonio Honda. That's a waste of Hino and Naya. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, there's probably going to be some wacky stuff in this, but like, yeah, I don't know.
1: On a uh, much higher note, special six man tag, Naomi Yoshimura Koto Yumeda and Kaisuke Okuda versus Hiroshima, Yuko, Yukio Sakaguchi, and Hideki Okutani.
2: Yeah, so Kuda back to DDT.
1: Back to DDT. Yeah. Have, have I heard he's going to go back to MMA as well after leaving Dragon Gate?
2: Yeah, I mean, if DDT allows him to just together. do drops sure in would. MMA. Well, I mean, okay. Well, I mean, it's not like it's fake. It's just that he's a terrible fighter. That's what I mean by that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we have next up the Shinichiro Kawamatsu debut match. And I do know the story to this. He's a member of the Tokyo Metropolitan Assembly, which is like the city hall for all of Tokyo. Yep. And he's teaming with uh, Shansiro Takagi and Soma Takao, who versus Osama Nishimura, who is a city councilor for like the Bunkyo, or is, is that how you say it? Uh, bunkyo. bunkyo, Bunkyo Ward, which is the ward in central Tokyo where the Tokyo Dome is. uh and so it's teaming. You know, Nishimura is teaming with Makoto Oishi and Akito. So this will have a lot of comedy in it I'm sure too. Yeah.
2: I think they're both from the same party as well probably. I mean it's Everyone depend- in Japan depend on the LDP, LDP. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, even it's like and even I was reading like independents are like most independents are like backed by the LDP too. Yeah yeah, yeah. and it's I mean I mean fucking
2: um uh, uh what's his face Otani uh is in the LDP which Yeah. Is- like i don't know (laughs) doesn't really seem like a natural fit but i don't think the party actually has like it technically has ideology but it's also just the ruling party of japan i think for people that don't know japanese politics that's basically just what this party is
1: yeah it's incredibly factionalized too right it's like so yeah it's not ideological uh well i guess nationalism to some extent yeah um uh june aki special mixed tag match june akiyama and saki akai versus chris brooks and asuka this should be awesome i think
2: yeah this actually should be a really good match i think that's about as good as like a intergender tag match as you can book to be
1: honest oh yeah honestly yes um i'm well, actually really that, curious like...
2: about the akiyama and akai team actually that's actually really cool like that's actually two really interesting people to put together
1: yes and Asuka now back in Japan after her American Nightmare. Oh, God, Jesus. Um, yeah, we're not going to get so, into
2: that one, but like, <laughs> Polish, I'm so happy she made it out of
1: there. Yeah. So the DDT Extreme title, because uh, he won it on the last show against Akito in an Ippon uh, Light Tube Deathmatch, which I heard was not as good as the other past <laughs> Ippon Light Tube Deathmatch. Joey Janela versus Shunma Katsumata. Uh, I'm not. I, I will completely admit there have been times where I've been high on Joy Janella, but I am not anymore. No. And. Against Shunma, I don't know. It could be something okay, I guess. But yeah, whatever. definitely don't. I'm not have, looking forward to it. No, I don't have high expectations. Shunma doesn't always deliver, either, no. but I've seen him in, in good matches. They're kind of very yeah. similar in, in many ways, actually. <laughs> yeah, like a hardcore guy that shows some technically, yeah, exactly. potential, but never lives up to it. So. Yeah, exactly.
2: And also, is maybe not the person that is like the most diligent in the gym either. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, but uh, Janelle's hanging around, I'm pretty sure like, yeah. He's got that Takagi seal of approval I mean, it's not like he has Important anything GCW else w- to do in, in the US Well, yeah, but, but they're also putting up G- GCW shows on Universe So you know like, that means something, yeah. right?
2: Oh, actually uh, well, We can actually talk about it afterwards on like Last Because um, there's actually something I just remembered that I watched But we can talk about it at the end
1: yeah. Okay, so for the DDT Universal title Masahiro Takanashi versus Yuki Ueno I think that will be good. That will deliver. Yeah,
2: that has the potential to be the best match on the show. Well, the main event is probably going to be that, but this one has like a. This one to me also has a pretty high ceiling.
1: I think Ueno wins. Mm. I don't have a really good feel for the story, but I think
2: it's time. Yeah, I mean, he has held that title before. He had an amazing reign with that title. So I don't know. To me, it just feels like he's just kind of going in circles if he just wins this title again.
1: True. Um, So I don't know. DDT 25th anniversary special six-man tag team match. Dick Togo, <laughs> Daisuke Sasaki, and Canon with M- MJ Paul versus Konosuke Takeshita, Mao, and Yasu Urano. for some reason.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's, like, literally random. It's, like, you just read this match, um, and it's, like, and well, Yasu Urano. Okay. Urano used
1: to be around DDT a lot. But and, still, um, like, that's still, like, Togo random. And Togo right? But it's, yeah. <laughs> Togo, well, I've seen, seen stuff with Togo, but yeah. I, I mean,
2: Togo know. was kind of a relatively big part of DDT. Like, he yeah. had an amazing KOD title match uh, with, um, with, um, uh, God, why, why am I blanking on his name now? Um, with, wait, he's on the show, isn't he? Yeah, with Honda. <laughs> oh, really? If you've okay. never seen that, yeah, it's actually, yeah, it, yeah. it's uh, might have, well, hopefully maybe, yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, I might have to oh, spoil I, stuff liked I might Dick Togo do for. As a wrestler,
1: yeah, <laughs> I might have to but...
2: spoil maybe, and hopefully people will forget that in six months. But this might turn up in the uh, VOW secret center this year.
1: <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, well, you got Takeshita and Cannon. Like basically, I feel like. Well, I guess Dick Togo will probably work harder here than he does in the New Japan undercards.
2: I would assume, but so, I guess yeah.
1: it's. It's it's a real of a question of how much he can still go. Otherwise, yeah. it'll be Canon basically carrying his yeah.
2: team. I mean, it really depends if we get House of Torture Dick Togo or if we get DDT
1: Dick Togo. Yeah. So that one's up in the air, I think. And your main event for the KOD Openweight Title, Kazusato Higuchi makes his first defense of it against former champion Tetsuya Endo. Paul, I uh, originally thought. After watching uh, Higuchi, the show where Higuchi wins the title and they're doing all that fanfare, that Higuchi was a shoe in But I'm seeing more and more people thinking Endo's going to win this in recent days. Yeah. What do you think? I'm I, still leaning Higuchi.
2: I'm kind of fifty-fifty. I could really see. I could really see this match go either way.
1: I just feel like it sabotages Higuchi after the amount of fanfare that they made for him. It right because look at the look. It's a it's a geek move because it reminds me of Jake Lee finally yeah. beating Kento for the Triple Crown and then. Losing it right away. I
2: mean, it depends what their original plans were. Because, I mean, obviously their original plans got derailed by Endo managing to get himself knocked the fuck out. Um, so, I mean, if their original plan was always to have Higuchi win the title here, then obviously he's going to beat Endo. But maybe if the, their plan was to have this match at the show and for Endo to just beat Higuchi, then I think Endo is still going to beat Higuchi. Like it's basically, I think, the plans got derailed, but I actually have a feeling that this was always their plan, this to be the main event of the show. It's just, the question is, what was their plan originally? And now it's just basically, they're going to go back to what they wanted to do originally. And if their plan always was for Higuchi to win here, then he's going to defend the title. Whereas if their plan was always to give Endo a really long title reign, then Endo is going to win the title back here.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it depends. Like, I it, it guess it comes down to the booking proclivities, right? Because we know, like, Tony Khan will create interim titles because he doesn't want to to veer from his plan. But I don't know. I feel like Takagi might be a little more flexible.
2: Yeah, I mean, so, it, well, it's definitely going to be a great
1: match, I would say. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Now, I'm still leaning towards uh, Higuchi for those reasons, anyway. And so that's the show. Just a quick note, and Paul will talk about what you watch in a second. On the show, on the last Corkin, Akiyama announced his 30th anniversary match to be Jun Akiyama, Tetsuya Endo, and Yoshinobu Kanemaru versus Konosuke Takeshita, Yuji Nagata, and Shunma Katsumada. What do you think of that match, Paul?
2: I mean, it seems like a pretty good match overall, but I feel like you have a very specific comment about this match.
1: Well, yes, no Okada. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> he really is like the unloved son in a way.
1: He has called up his old grimy friend. Oh, I love Kanemaru, but still, yeah. it's sort of interesting. Like, you could, like, why not put, is is New Japan really going to get that upset if you have Nagata and Kanemaru team together instead of Shunma? I don't know. And then who takes the fall? Because yeah. I think Shunma's taking the fall.
2: Well, is he, though? I well, okay, know. he's probably not going to win against Janela, so. Yeah. I mean, I mean the thing is as well. I mean, he could have also made it an eight-man tag as well, but yep. it definitely feels like June called up his old grimy friend, and also he would rather team with his fancy new like main eventer son rather than his uh, old uh, than his older dojo boy, older dojo boy that is still on the undercards.
1: Yeah. So, oh, and I guess one other little thing with this match now announced. Do you think that increases any chances of Akiyama at the Budokan?
2: Do you think? But wouldn't they maybe have already announced it?
1: Well, I think there might be more announcements coming on the 20th.
2: True. I mean, it would definitely make 100%. Like, I think it would make all the sense in the world to have a 50th anniversary uh, with Jun Akiyama on it. Because really, from that generation, like, like, he is a major part of all Japan history. hmm like, for, like, multiple reasons. Like, it's A, for yep. his, like, super rookie run in the 90s, but then also for, like, him coming in and save, like, li- not li- not essentially, but, like, literally saving the promotion. Yeah. Like, he literally prevented all Japan from going out of business. Yep. So it would be very weird if he wasn't on the 50th anniversary show. Like, even if he doesn't really want anything to do with the promotion right now, I think he should just be there just for, like, history. Just sake. take the
1: payday, man. Yeah, exactly. But plus, you can like Yuji's going over to Budokan after the show. Yeah, taking the subway over, so you can uh, ride with Yuji over to the Budokan. Yeah,
2: no, so I, I think like he should be there, even if he doesn't wrestle. Like even if it's just like in appearance, like he stand there with like with Kavada and after yeah, the main exactly. Event or like something. you just stand there with like you're in the ring with Kavada and Kobashi and like a picture of Masaba or whatever. As like Kento mm-hmm. gets the belt put around him after the main event, and yeah, just like that's you should definitely be there at the very least, even if he doesn't have a match. But I think he should have yeah. a match as well.
1: Yes, ideally. Yeah. I so and I and I expect more matches to be announced or more things maybe participants in, to be announced on the All Japan show on the twentieth because we are by then it will be just under a month, so you have to have I think everything laid out yeah. after that show. Yeah. Right, pa, so you, you really want to sell the tickets, yeah. Yeah. What, so what do you watch?
2: Uh, it's just real brief, because on Wrestle Universe, they uploaded a junior title match between Hayata and Ridgway uh, in the UK. Oh, yes, that's right. And Wrestle Carnival. Um, well, I mean, as expected, it is a Hayata match. <laughs> so I don't think it's really like something you need to go out of your way of. Uh, Ridgway was pretty good in it, as expected, like which Ray, like, really did well. Like, they did a lot of technical stuff on the mat. I think Hayata actually kept up relatively well with Rich ray in this match. But, like, overall, it was still just kind of a Hayata match. And to me, the finish also just came, like, a bit out of nowhere. Surprise, uh, surprise. Hiata, <laughs> yeah, Hayata just hits the headache out of nowhere and just wins the match. One thing that was noticeable from that I really, like, noticed watching this match is, like, at times I had a feeling it was actually... Not a show in the UK, it was actually a show in Japan because it felt like a clap crowd,
1: basically. Oh, really? I was going to ask, yeah. how are, the, are the British shaming themselves further by loving Hayata or no?
2: No, uh, but they also shamed themselves further by not loving Rich Ray. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually talked to Neil David from the Eurograbs Express. Uh, really good show to listen to if you have any kind of interest in European wrestling. Even if you don't care about British wrestling, he also talks about wrestling from uh, Germany. Uh, so... Real well listen. but he also said that yeah no rich ray isn't really over in the uk like almost anywhere really so if i was him i would really
1: like but he's worked no all out. the big places like rev pro and all that right yeah
2: yeah and he was champion of progress and uh, actually yeah i'm just gonna quote neil here where he said that uh rich ray was such a weird choice as progress champion because progress fans don't like wrestling <laughs> so uh, I think that really sums it up really well. And if I was Rich Ray, I would, I might want to look into like really pushing Noah into like just...
1: Mo- moving to Japan.
2: Yeah, exactly. Just be there permanently. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think he could do a the Zack
1: Saber thing and just yeah. be there full time for and
2: sure and just stay there. And I mean, that's what all the smart British wrestlers do, right?
1: Yeah, well, to escape the British scene. <laughs> yeah, to escape the
2: British scene, exactly. So uh, uh, I hope he, he might do that soon because yeah, in this matter was kind of felt. Yeah, they just kind of did some polite clapping for most of the match.
1: Okay, yeah. So I I know that's up on Universe, but I haven't gotten a chance to check it out. Maybe I will if I do have some time. It doesn't sound. It sound, I really like Ridgeway, so. Yeah, I mean, like I said, perfect. you
2: did some good, like Ridgeway technical wrestling on there, and like like I said, High Attack kept up with him relatively well. But again, it's nothing. You need to go out of your way. Like if you have some time, it's like a quick, easy in and out. But because it's literally only that match went up on Wrestle Universe.
1: Yeah. All right, so that's it. I think we have a lot of excitement going on, building to the end of the Royal Road Tournament and the n one, which I think is off to a pretty good start, all things considered. So we are going to be back next week talking about the results of the Royal Road Tournament and then probably have a m- even more stuff to talk about, about what's going to happen at the 50th anniversary Budokan. And I'm sure we'll have some more shocking results in the end <laughs> one to talk about. So for Paul Vosch, I'm Gerard Di and we will talk to you next week